Well, let's get into a word of prayer real quick before I get started. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that once again you'll use me. Here I am, Lord, use me. Father, I thank you for the Holy Ghost that he'll have his way in this place. Father, I thank you for utterance like never before. And Father, I thank you that people's lives are changed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen? All righty. So this morning, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the Holy Spirit and how he's our everything. He's my everything. Um, When I was growing up in church and in kids' school class, and even my mom did this, um, they wanted to explain to us as little kids the Trinity. How many of you know about the Trinity, right? Okay, so they did this little activity in this little craft where they would take a hard-boiled egg, and they would say the outside shell's God, right? And so they'd peel it back, and then they'd say the white part's Jesus, right? And then they'd open it up, and they'd say on the inside's the Holy Spirit, right? They're giving me a good visual as a, as a kid of what? The Trinity. It's God, Jesus, and what? The Holy Spirit. Well, guess what? I've noticed in today's age, a lot of people like to take the Holy Spirit part and kick him out the back door. But they're three in one. Oh God, we love you. Jesus, we're thankful for everything you do. But then you want to take the third man and say, see you later. Or this is also what you'll see in church. They'll just keep it to praying in tongues and it's much more than that. The Holy Spirit wants to have a relationship with each and every one of you. John chapter 14, Jesus said what? I will send you a what? Comforter. Who's what? The Holy Spirit. What does that mean? He wants to come to know you and have a relationship with you. So the title of my message this morning is the Holy Spirit, my everything. So let's go to John 14. In verse 26, and we're going to go through some things on how he wants to have a relationship with each and every one of you. And there's different things that he does that goes to show what? He wants to have a relationship with you. And through these things, a relationship will begin to be built. Okay, so let's go to John 14, 26. We're going to be going back and forth to this verse a lot. It says, but the helper... Everybody say the helper. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you, say teach you, all things, and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Say bring to your remembrance. Okay, so there's three things right there that he does. And the very first one was what? Let's look at it again. It says what? But the helper. Okay, so the Holy Spirit does what? He helps. He's the helper. He's the best helper you'll ever have. He can do things like nobody else. It uh, reminds me of a story. Um, Right after I graduated Rama, I got hired by a very large ministry, very worldwide, well-known ministry. And my job was to work in their church as the facilitator. So what I did was set up chairs and tables and and events, and then every Sunday I would unlock all the doors, get there early in the morning, set everything up, and just very high pressure because there was probably about 1,500 people that went to this church. And so there's just a lot of pressure on that position. 
Well, there had been an event going on, and I was feeling anxious. How many of you like feeling anxious? No. So I was feeling anxious and full of anxiety. So I'm in the back behind the church, over where the chair container is, and I say, Father, I thank you that you helped me. You know what he told me? No. I was like, okay, I'm not hearing you right, Father. I said, Father, I thank you that you helped me. And I heard it again. No. Okay, Father, I thank you that you helped me. Said it a third time. No. And then he spoke to me and he said, I'm not going to do somebody else's job for them. What do you mean? I sent the Holy Spirit to help you. My job is to love you. He said, so start asking me to have the Holy Spirit help you. So you know what I did? Father, I thank you that the Holy Spirit helps me. And as soon as that happened, that event and that task that I was doing got really easy really quickly. Why? He was showing me, okay, set this chair up here this way. Set these tables up over here. Put the tablecloth down to here. Stop right there. Why? And it was probably one of the best events that I set up. Why? Because I'm having him help me. So what's going on as he's helping me? He's starting to build a relationship with me. Because he's my what? Everything. And he helps me. Okay, let's, let's continue on. But the comforter, which is, I like my translation better. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Say teacher. So, so far we know he's the what? Helper. And now we also know that he's the teacher. Okay, so there's, I'm going to pause on this for a little bit. There's two aspects to the Holy Spirit being your teacher. The very first one, let's go to John 10, 27. John 10, 27. It says, my sheep hear my voice, say my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. So he's the teacher for the first aspect of, he's the teacher and teaching you how to hear his voice. And that's very, very vital to know what? His voice. What he sounds like. Right? Growing up, when my dad would come home and I'd hear his voice, guess what? Daddy's home. Right? As a little kid, get excited because, well, I hear his, well, it's the same way. When we hear his voice and him speaking to us, you know what it does? Dad's talking to me. But he teaches us how to what? Be in tune to hear his voice. It's funny because through prayer, people will talk about praying all the time. And when they're praying, they'll do all the talking, but they never want to do the listening. And then they get mad when God's like, when they think that God's not answering them or seeing their prayer and results, when guess what? They're talking all the time. How about you sit there and listen? I know there was a time where me and my wife were praying. I got quiet. She goes, pray with me. I go, I am, I'm listening. See, there's two sides of it. But what was he doing through the part of the listening, teaching me how to hear his 
voice. And that's very, very vital. Hearing his voice. I want to hear his voice. I want to be open to hear him. So what do I have to do? I have to continually position myself and build a relationship with who? The Holy Ghost. Okay? So that's another aspect to him teaching us, is he teaches us how to hear his voice. Okay? Then in Luke chapter 12, let's go over there. Luke chapter 12. Verse 12, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. I'll read that one more time. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Okay, so the first part is what? He'll teach you how to listen, and then he'll teach you what to say. Okay, he can't teach you what to say until you learn how to listen. Why? Because what you say, oh, the Holy Spirit says this, this, and this, and then a couple hours later, he finally speaks to you, and you're like, that was totally opposite. It doesn't work. You have to hear first and then speak. I know there's sometimes growing up as a kid where I would get in trouble. You want to know why? Because I would say before I listen. Well, it's the same way with us spiritually with God. We want to say more than we want to listen. Because we'll find that there's more listening than there is saying. When I was at Rama, my second year of Rama, I had the perfect opportunity uh, to go on a missions trip to Peru. And so we got up to the deadline, and I only had been given $75. Went on Facebook, did like a little you know, campaign, give to Zach, he's going to Peru. And it was a week before the deadline, and I only got $75. I was like, well, I guess the Lord doesn't want me going because the down payment was $1,500. And so I was running my mouth. And that Wednesday, I get to the church, and the dean of Rhema gets up and he goes, I feel led by the unction of the Holy Ghost to extend the Peru deadline one more week. Well, I blurted out of my mouth, and I said, well, I guess I'm not going, because I still only have $75. How am I going to get $1,500 in two weeks? Well, the next day, I'm sitting in class, and I get a message from a lady. Hey, I hear you're going to Peru. Um, if I sow $1,000 into you, will you be able to get the other $1,500? Because I told her I only had $75, and I probably wasn't going. And I said, yeah, because guess what? My faith arose. So I got the $1,000. And then the next day, I was given, that very day, that afternoon, I was given another 500. So, but what was I doing? I was speaking before listening. And thank God for his grace, right? Of what? Okay, no, I need you to go because there's things that are going to happen to you in Peru that are going to change your life. And I need you to go. So praise God for his grace, right? So the money came in, and I paid it off and stuff, and we go on our trip. So we get down there, and it's the very first day. And uh, the, the night before we got to our hotel and stuff, um, it was the very first day of ministry, I should say. 
um, we got to our hotel and stuff, and uh, we all meet downstairs, and uh, the leader of the missions trip was like, hey, just to let you know, we're going to a school at 5 in the morning. I'm like, great. I get to get up at 5 a.m. That's what I really wanted. And we were going to take an hour drive to a school um, that meets from 6 a.m. to noon because it gets too hot in the afternoon for them to be sitting and running around doing whatever. So I said, okay. So we get in the bus and we drive an hour. And as soon as we get off the bus, he was like, oh, who wants to preach this morning? So I shoot my hand up. And he said, good, you're going to be preaching to 250 kids. Great. He said, what do you want me to preach on? Preach a salvation message. Well, I had never preached a salvation message before. I was like, great. Especially to young kids. Like, great. So I heard on the inside, because remember, he's teaching me how to what? Listen, I heard on the inside, ask me what to say. <laughs> Ooh, ask me what to say. So you know what I did? I asked him. I said, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you teach me what to say. And you know what? He did. He said, look up. So I looked up, and he said, look at all the kids. And I was looking at all these kids, and the boys and the girls had one or two things for T-shirts. It was either a Superman T-shirt or it was Dragon Ball Z, which Dragon Ball Z, some type of, anyway. And I knew what it was, but I was looking at it, and he spoke up to me and said, tell them that there's someone that's living on the inside of you that's greater than a superhero, and his name's Jesus. Ooh, okay. So you know what I did? Grabbed that mic. Translator got up there. I was fired up at that point because Holy Ghost is backing me up here. And so I grabbed that mic, and I spoke, and I said, there's someone on the inside who lives on the inside of me, and his name's Jesus, and he's greater than Superman. He's greater than Goku. He's greater than all those guys. And guess what? He wants to live on the inside of you. And I said, how many of you want to know Jesus? And hands just went up all over the place. What was the Holy Spirit doing there? Teaching me how to listen and teaching me what to say. And you know what? If I wouldn't have listened, and if I wouldn't have said what he told me to say, then guess what? There wouldn't have been the results that there was. Why? I'll give you another example. We were preaching at a church in Okmulgee, and um, power of God showed up, preaching on the power of God. And, and towards the end, I saw a woman up front. She's crying. And I went up to her, trying to figure out what's wrong, and she said, the doctor told me I've only had a week until I'm going to lose my eyesight completely. And she's bawling her eyes out. So I just said, let's just go ahead and take care of that. So I laid my hands on her, and I said, Father, I thank you that her eyes are open. Now, during this time, the Holy Spirit's starting to talk to me a little bit. But I'm kind of not listening. So I put my hands, yeah, I'm praying for people and not listening to the Holy Ghost. Imagine that. So I put my hands on her eyes, and I command them to be open. And so I start asking her, hey, 
you know, how many fingers am I holding out? You know, she's just cried and not answering me. I'm like, what in the world? So here comes her husband to the front. She goes, she's deaf in both ears. Okay. And that's what the Holy Spirit was trying to get my attention on. So I stopped for a moment and I said, okay, Father, how do I deal with this? Holy Spirit, help me, show me. And so he reminded me of all the miracle services that I've been in growing up, that when they would pray for somebody who was deaf, they would just put their two fingers in their ears, and they would say, you deaf and dumb spirit, you come out in the name of Jesus and ears open. Oh, now I'm getting some what? Direction from who? The Holy Spirit, because he's reminding me, he's teaching me, he's helping me. So I put my fingers in her ears and I said, ears, you be open in the name of Jesus. Guess what? Both ears opened. And as soon as her ears opened, she began to see clearly they were connected. So what? You take care of the root issue and what? Everything else will be taken care of. But what did it take? It took me what? Listening to the Holy Ghost and then doing what he showed me to do and saying what he told me to say. So he's what? Teaching me how to hear and how to say. And if he's doing that for me, do it for you. And all this time, what's going on? He's developing a relationship with me. And that's very vital, is the relationship with him. Like I said, it's a lot deeper than praying in the Holy Ghost. Yes, that's a part of it, but it does not just stop there. He wants you to talk to him. He wants you to listen to him. It's like a friendship. It's like me and him. We're good friends. I, I listen to him and he listens to me. What? It's a relationship. Same way with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, but I can't see the Holy Ghost. Yeah, me neither, but you know what? I do hear him. Blessed are those that what? Don't see but believe. Same thing. Okay, so let's go back to John 14. Verse 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Okay, so we've looked at what? Helper, right? Looked at teacher, and now we're going to look at what? The one that remembers. Helps brings things to my remembrance. First week of August, right after we got done ministering here. Um, we went to uh, California, Fresno, California, and we did our very first um, youth conference, youth camp. And the way they set it up was the first night they were going to do a lock-in. You guys know what a lock-in is? Where all night for 12 hours you're locked in the church yes. with kids. <laughs> I was like, great, we've never ran one of those before. And the pastor told me before that their youth pastor over there had flaked out and backslid, so we got to be their youth pastor for those days. I'm like, yay. So I get to run the whole thing. Here you go. So we get up there and we show up. And he's like, oh, by the way, the second night's also going to be a lock-in too. A back-to-back lock-in? 
So guess who I'm having to rely on already? The Holy Spirit. Because he's my what? Everything. So he helped me. I put together a 70-page sermon on the Holy Ghost. That took a while. And so I get it all together and ready to go. And I print it all off. And the Holy Spirit says, good, I'm happy you got that down. Now I don't want you to use it. <laughs> I went in the room. I took it and I threw it at her. I was like, put that in the drawer. She goes, what's this? I go, I go this is a 70-page message. And the Holy Spirit told me he doesn't want me using it. <laughs> okay. So then I put together, he spoke to me and he said, I only want you using five verses. Okay. Or five chapters. So I put together five chapters. And uh, thought those were it. And guess what? Guess what? Holy Ghost was like, no. What did I not do? I didn't ask him exactly. So finally, I got a clue and I said, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to teach on? So he gave me five passages. And those passages weren't even in my 70-page notes and sermon. And there were five passages on everything to do with the Holy Ghost. And they all lined up together. And I was able to preach that. So he's helping me and teaching me and that whole thing. And so I said, okay, Holy Spirit, because I finally got a clue now with the sermon. I said, Holy Spirit, help me and show me how to teach these kids and run this. Because I've never ran a lock-in before. Two back-to-back -back nights of lock-ins, and then the next Sunday I'm preaching that morning. So he showed me. He showed me teach a little, demonstrate, teach a little, demonstrate, teach a little, demonstrate throughout the night. And then we'd have rest time for games and snacks and whatever. Okay. So we did that. Well, it was in the middle of the night, and during one of the uh, demonstration parts, I prophesied over a girl that she was going to get sleep like never before. And she's crying. And she's like, I've never had sleep that, you know, sleep good in a while. Okay. Well, then after the little session of demonstrating what we've been teaching on, we sit down and begin to teach again. Well, it's probably from me to that third row. That's where the girl was sitting. Well, guess what? She just falls over and falls asleep. <laughs> and all the kids are like, she's sleeping. She's sleeping. And it rose up in me. The Holy Ghost said, Leave her alone, I'm working on her. Okay. So as soon as the teaching was done for that session and we did some demonstrating, she got up and she walked over to me and she said, that was the best nap I've ever had in a while. <laughs> Young girl. And so I pray for her and the power of God hits her. She falls out, just comes over and lays her hand on her stomach and there had been some manifestations of some oppressive spirits guess what? She got set free. But it was through what? Me listening. Okay. So Sunday rolls around, and this is where it gets really cool. Sunday rolls around, and we're in the middle of worship, and the girl's like over here on this side, and I'm over there praising the Lord and worshiping. And it was like the Holy Ghost took my head and just turned me like this. So I'm praising, and I'm just like, what's going on over here? Well, he gave me a flashback. Everybody say a flashback. Earlier that year, we had went to the pastor's house. He has two little boys that have birthdays both in December, correct? 
And so we went up to his house in January because we were living in California at the time. And we drove an hour to the birthday party to celebrate the kid's birthday. Well, while we were there, there was this teenage girl that was dressed in all black and had a black mask on and her hoodie was up. And he showed me how I leaned over to Jess and whispered in her ear and I said, you know, if we only had about 15 minutes with that girl, we could change her life forever. And you know what I realized during the service? It was that girl. And so we went up to her and confirmed it. What did the Holy Ghost do? He brought it to my remembrance. But because the relationship I was developing with him, six months prior, the words that I had said of what? If we only had 15 minutes with her, we could change life forever. He gave me more than 15 minutes. And guess what? He honored my words. So what is it? It's a relationship. See the value? The value of a relationship with you and the Holy Ghost can change people's lives forever. Well, Zach, you're a preacher. Oh, yeah, I'm a preacher, but you can have it too. Last time I checked is God's no respecter of persons. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what I do, you can do. I don't care what age you are. What? But anyway, back, is he brought things to my remembrance. He's the one that helps me remember. Let's go to Acts 1.8. It's probably my favorite verse. Acts 1a. It says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the remote parts of the earth. Okay, so. Earlier in the last verse, we saw what? He's the helper. He's the teacher. He's the rememberer. But another thing I want to add is he gives you his power. It's that relationship. Because I love you and know you, and you are coming to know me on the inside, I'm developing a relationship with you. So not only am I going to help you, not only am I going to teach you, not only am I going to bring all things to your remembrance, but I'm going to give you my power. To do what? To be the church. To do your job as a believer. Because how can you be the church without the Holy Ghost? You can't. That's where church hurt comes in. As people refusing to listen to the Holy Ghost. People refusing to do what the Holy Spirit told them and operate in the power. Me and her have experienced a lot of church hurt this last year. And through it all, you know what I've gone to see? He said, there was no Holy Ghost in the midst. And I don't ever want to be in that place. Why? I want to be full of him. I want to have a relationship with him. I want to be full of his power. And continue to do that. There's one more point in closing that I want to make here. Go back to John 14. See, he's already teaching me right here. Because this was not my message. Verse 27. We read 26. Let's go to 27. It says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. 
nor let it be fearful. You guys want peace more than ever? Get with the Holy Ghost. He brings the peace. And there's power in that peace. 